You're listening to the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. Scams are one of the most dangerous threats today, especially when it comes to our elders. As the number of victims and money taken continues to skyrocket, realize that there is hope. ScammerCast is your frontline battlefield for getting educated on the most recent scams, but also how to defend against them. Join us as we detail the processes, the traps, and the solutions to help us all hammer the scammers. Hammer the scammers. It's time for the ScammerCast. Here are your hosts, Curtis Bailey and Art Maines. Welcome back, everyone. This is Curtis Bailey, your co-host of ScammerCast.com. And this is Art Mange, your co-host for ScammerCast.com, and we are talking today with Jessica Warren from Western Union. Hi, guys. How are you, Jessica? I'm great. Good. We are going to talk today about an interesting set of scams, if you will, that deal with employment scams and working from home, which is really a fertile area, unfortunately, where a lot of older adults fall victim. Well, it sure is because a lot of people want to make some extra money these days. And so they look for easy ways to make some money from working from home. But the problem is there's a ton of scams out there that are affecting these folks. There are. And Jessica is going to share a lot of information today about the different kinds of scams that are out there and the resources that Western Union has to help people not only recognize these scams, but how to prevent them from occurring in the first place. Sponsored by Western Union and Midwest Trust. Jessica, tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what you do at Western Union. Well, again, my name is Jessica, and I work with the social media group with the Fraud Risk Management Team at uh, Western Union. And social media is a, is a very big and broad subject. It is. However, I deal specifically with the, the fraud part or portion. So anybody that may look to or turn to social media to, to ask a question about maybe some kind of email, fishy email they received or something they're just not quite sure if it's legitimate, uh, it could be a lottery scam, it could be a Nigerian love letter, etc. We're, we're there to, to help provide some guidance and suggestions. And un- unfortunately, if you have already fallen victim to a scam, we're there to, to provide resources for you as well. And the best part of my job is feeling like one day at a time, I have helped one person or another be able to keep their money in their pocket and not fall victim to a scam because we were able to, to identify some of those red flags or warning signs and the victim was no longer a victim. They were empowered and they were able to either delete or shut the door or hang up the phone and not fall victim to a fraud. That's a great feeling, isn't it? It is. To be able to have that kind of impact, even if it's only on one person, is, yep. is truly gratifying. It's a measure of success. Well, it's not quite like being a police officer, and I don't get a badge, but... <laughs> well, we'll send you a badge. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> it's completely satisfying. How funny. Well, that's super. Jessica, how long have you been with Western Union? I've been there for almost 15 years now. I've been in the fraud group probably about half of that time, and it has grown into a, an awesome department where we've done a lot of outreach with events. We, again, going and tackling different aspects of uh, social media, doing banner ads. So every day I'm learning something new. The consumers are teaching me more and more about what's out there because really they're the eyes and ears on the ground of, of what's going on. How did you get into all of this? I mean, this is was it something that you've wanted to do since high school? How did you get into this whole world of social media and scams? 
what is interesting is, uh, again, uh, the first part of my, my career at Western Union, it was more in the operations field, but I fell in love with one of my bosses, and she is just so empowering and amazing, and, and she's very good at letting you come up with new things and new ideas and try them and, and see what works. And you know what? I followed her when she went to the to the fraud department. I decided that she would definitely be somebody that could help me grow my, my career in the fraud industry. And cool. the, here, here I am. So it, it's kind of interesting that our topic is employment scams and job scams because everybody wants a great boss. And sure. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Those warning signs. But, um, <laughs> right. I got lucky. <laughs> well, that's terrific. Give us an overview of this whole work-from-home employment scam world. What, what are we talking about here? Work-from-home is something that a lot of people are doing these days or need to do or have to do. But just employment in general is everybody needs a job. Everybody needs some kind of income. And job hunting can be very exciting but also really nerve-wracking as you're kind of showcasing your talents for potential employers in hopes of, of landing, a, you know, this new position, whether it's work from home or within an office, you're, you're certainly eager to impress them. Right. And you want to show them that you'll, you'll definitely go the extra mile for that future employer. But those instincts can also lead you into trouble with a lot of competition out there for, for the jobs, for jobs. And employment scams have emerged in as a common way for criminals to take advantage of those job seekers' enthusiasm. So we want to provide some some background on maybe what some of those jobs may look like, what the red flags could be that maybe you're not noticing, and maybe provide some tips on how to avoid those or, again, delete that email or hang up that phone or, or, not, right. or not respond to something that you think is not is definitely not too good to be true. It's too right. good to be true. So in your experience, Jessica, and this may seem like an obvious question, but why are people so excited to explore the work-at-home market? This caters to not only people that maybe just need a part-time job, maybe it's a seasonal job, maybe the elderly just need a little you know, supplemental-type income, or they just love to be out there and they, they, they're already retired, but they, they like being around other people or college students, maybe they're working some things in, in between their, their schedule at school, or work-at-home moms, maybe they, they need to still be able to pick up their kids from school and still want to be involved a little bit more uh, with flexible hours. This is where, these are the types of people, and, and anybody, obviously, that maybe fall victim to these, these types of scams a little bit more often. Okay. So they're really hooking vulnerabilities here. People Absolutely. who want to make some money and, and who want to work from home because it's more convenient, maybe for the kids or because of mobility issues, that sort of thing? Absolutely. A lot of people, they, they kind of get tricked into make lots of money working from the comfort of your own home. But if right. it were true, wouldn't we all be working from home? <laughs> I certainly would, yeah. An ad could involve something like stuffing envelopes or processing insurance claims or assembling toys. Right. Um, and most victims, they just never get paid for their work or ever recoup their startup or supply fees. Wow. So you might think that the chance to make easy money in your pajamas would get anybody excited to work. <laughs> but unfortunately, the elderly, stay-at-home moms, people maybe with lower incomes, they're often too embarrassed to file a complaint. And so others get frustrated and they just they walk away altogether. Yeah. And we want to empower you and, and give you the tips and the, the red flags to notice those things before anything happens to you. So you mentioned the too good to be true offer. And so the pieces of that is probably it's a lot of money for not much work or a lot of money 
for just being at home and doing simple tasks, right? There's a disparity, if you will, between how much money they claim you can make and what you're actually doing. Is that part of it? Exactly. Earn thousands of dollars a month or no experience needed. And that is another key one. And and basically, it it ends with the consumers out of a job and out of money. But they follow these typical three patterns for the employment scam in general. But one may be a scammer poses as a new employer, and they send a victim a check to cover upfront expenses like supplies, equipment. The victim deposits the check, and they buy the necessary supplies, and then they wire any remaining funds back to the scammer. Mm. Then it's not until weeks later that they find out the checks are fake and they're basically on the hook for that you know, yeah. entire amount. Yeah. And, you know, another example would be scammers. They pose as recruiters, a lot of LinkedIn-type offers as well. They're pitching offers of guaranteed employment. That's another aspect. Or as employers extending job offers on the condition that their victims may pay up front for things like credit checks, application fees, recruitment fees. But the victims pay and then they never get the job. Jessica, these people actually are demanding that job applicants pay for a credit check or an application fee up front. Sure, because those are things that HR, human resources, would normally be doing for a job anyway. Sure. So they've just taken advantage and capitalized upon something that normally happens and <laughs> is, is normal when you get a new position and making it something that the consumer or the potential applicant has to pay for, oh, good which grief. some people may not be 100% aware of. You should never have to pay those types of fees. Yeah. Jessica, you've talked now about two circumstances uh, or two scenarios, one where the scammer poses as a new employer and the other where the scammer poses as a recruiter. What does do these scenarios actually look like? I mean, how are they contacting the potential victim? Is it the scammer reaching out or is it the job applicant reaching out to them? It's both, actually. It could be something on fake letterhead and logo that you may potentially get in the mail, which doesn't happen as often these days, but it still does happen. Believe it or not, they still come across the fax machine if you have one. (laughs) But they also um, clone websites that have redirects and different URLs if you hover over them. Okay. And those emails may potentially just be what, what I like to call a sucker list, potentially victims or potential victims' names or people that have already been defrauded in the, in the past that scammers like to sell to each other or let each other borrow. And they kind of just do a mass email, and it's hopefully somebody bites. Another big one right now seems to be the SMS or text message scam where, mm-hmm. hey, you know, new opportunity or I saw your LinkedIn profile and you'd be perfect for this job. So it can come across email, it can come across phone numbers, cell numbers, etc. So there's many different ways, but the cloned websites is, is often and sometimes hard to detect. Yeah. But remember to hover over that link in order to see if that's like a true or legit company. That's a great uh, tip. And let, let's definitely come back to that because I think uh, a lot of folks in particular older adults don't know that if you hover over that link it will show you the true url so let, let's talk about that when we when we go through the tips on how to avoid these things jessica do you have a sense in your experience now involved with these kinds of scams which of those scenarios is the most popular if you will which one occurs more often than any others well we actually there's another one 
I like to call it the third one, that okay. um, a scammer poses as a, a company representative, and they seek out sensitive and personal or even financial information from uh, victims under the guise of doing credit or background checks, and then they target victims later on for identity theft. Ooh, um, sneaky. So that also happens, and I, I can't honestly say that one happens more than the other or one is, is used more often than the other because it just depends on what types of jobs or employment that you're you're looking for you know some may be high-paid executive positions so right. you think more linkedin or if you're looking for the the upfront cover you know upfront expenses to be covered by a check you get a fake check in the mail maybe that's more work from home type scenarios any company representative supposedly looking for your your private information in order to do identity theft, it could be it, any right. one of those as well. Right. But, you know, some people, maybe they're not super website or, or computer internet savvy. Maybe they're looking through the, the classified ads. Scammers also kind of hide out in those as well. Do you find that older adults tend to be the ones that fall victim more to the work at home kind of scam where the uh, scammer sends them a check to cover expenses and then that turns out to be fraudulent? That and maybe some of the, the background check, personal uh, identity type information as well. Because, right. you know, they think maybe, you know, they're just getting that part-time job or work-from-home mm -hmm. job and providing some of the information. The elderly is just a very trusting generation, and there's no reason for them to be any different. That's how they grew up. That's what they were taught. And um, unfortunately, scammers are taking advantage of that. Right, right. Well, we're visiting today with Jessica Warren from... Western Union from the Fraud Prevention Department. We're digging into all the different kinds of employment and work-from-home scams that are floating out there in the universe. And the next one we want to talk about is is really mysterious. The the mystery shopper. What what's that one all about, Jessica? The mystery shopper. Yeah. It sounds so cool, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a mystery. Mm -hmm. um, being paid to shop is a dream, right? Sure. <laughs> I would think and, so. <laughs> okay, maybe for some of us. <laughs> right, right. Some you, more than others. You know, frankly, that's about the only way I would like to shop is <laughs> if I'm being paid for it. <laughs> mystery. There are definitely legitimate mystery shopping programs out there that people get paid to shop. And what they do is they provide their feedback on the experience that exists. But there's also a number of scams that are out there using mystery shopping as a cover. And it, it used, you know, it pays to be ultra skeptical if you're going to be approached with a mystery shopping offer. In this scam, the victim is approached through mail or over the phone, email to become a mystery shopper. The fake letterhead and the logos, etc. And one of the first things that happens is that the victim is, is sent a check with instructions to deposit it. Wow, I mean, that's the easiest job I've ever got. Yeah, absolutely. But, mm -hmm. The victim will then be asked to send the money transfer using part of the money that they receive from the check. And the fraudster says that they are evaluating particular maybe money transfer service. So they're telling you here's a check for maybe part of it is your payment or maybe use it to purchase a product or use it to send more money like a money transfer service. But then the problem is, is the victim deposits that check from the fraudster and for the most part, it's there's a good chance that the bank made the funds available before the check actually cleared. And when the check is later discovered to be fraudulent, which can take weeks, the victim will be responsible for, for returning that money back to the bank. And if they wired any of that money already as part of that shopping scam, they'll definitely have lost that money as well. Right. The thing I think that I'm taking away from this one is, and what makes it so difficult to recognize is the fact that there are very legitimate mystery shopping programs out there, right? Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely there are. But there's also a few key signs that you should be looking for if that is something that you're interested in. Number one is just being solicited or having getting an unsolicited email from somebody that do this and I'll send you a check. That should raise a few red flags. <laughs> right, um, right. You should never be asked to sign up to be a mystery shopper, first of all. And on the other side of it, a legitimate mystery shopper program will also never pay individuals before <laughs> the actual shopping is completed. No one would ever take a chance of, of sending mo people money for work that has yet to even be done. Okay. So, you know, just take one step back and think, you know, I haven't even done anything yet, but they're sending me money and a lot of money. And, that, you know, if it doesn't make sense, then definitely stop what you're doing at that point in time. And definitely don't assume that all official looking, you know, feedback forms provided to you to use, you know, that make an offer completely legitimate. But mm -hmm. fraudsters will often go as far as like doing a knockoff of their logo and documents just to sell the scam. Wow. So they spoof that kind of stuff. Absolutely. One yeah. other key thing here is if it sounds too good to be true, probably is, of course, but no real mystery shopping job ever pays about even much more over $20 to, That's good um, to, know. to someone to do a, a, a mystery shopping effort. So a legitimate mystery shopping program would involve a what a major retailer asking a consumer to go into a location do some shopping and then provide them with a feedback form on how the experience was uh, how friendly the uh, personnel at the store were and then once that is completed then they would send this small amount uh, as as payment that is one of the examples yes okay. um, and actually there's a, a, a group or a business or a company, if you will, association, Mystery Shopping Providers Association. They're the ones that actually help provide a website so you can actually go to see if some of these mystery shopping companies are registered with them. Oh, very good. So you can tell if it's a, a legitimate opportunity or not. And we will certainly post a link Definitely. to their uh, website on the show notes page for this episode at scammercast.com. Mm-hmm. That's, that is an interesting scam, and I can see how easily it would be for people to fall for this one. Well, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to make some money doing shopping and giving their feedback on things? Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people will fill out online survey, surveys, which can actually be a way that crooks steal identities as well. So, I mean, there's just all sorts of different layers that get brought in here. Absolutely. All right, Jessica. There, there's a whole host, it looks like, a, or a group of scams here involving fake checks and you've mentioned this several times already for the various employment and work from home scams but what other kinds of scams are out there that involve fake checks fake checks is it's it definitely it, it plays a lot of it plays a big role in a starring role if you will in a lot of different scams such as the advanced fee or prepayment scam again mystery shopping scam mm -hmm. uh, the lottery prize scam and more victims basically you, you get an unsolicited check or money order <coughs> and instructions to deposit that money but then are immediately told to wire a portion of it back to cover maybe various expenses like processing fees or taxes but then weeks later obviously you learn that the, the check was counterfeit but you've already wired that money and you can't get it back yeah you're on the hook to pay that some of the examples may potentially be getting into what is a work from home scam or a, a part-time job offer that may fit something that you're looking for. So one could be a holiday job scam. Right, yeah. Maybe you just need a little extra money for the holidays. This also appeals to a lot of people that just want something part-time, like gift wrapping or stuffing envelopes, earn quick money, no experience needed. 
they send you a big check, you deposit it because you need to buy some supplies, you know, maybe wrapping paper, et cetera. Right. Then again, there's mm. there's no money really there. Yeah. We also have, you know, medical billing, which is interesting. It's another work from home scheme where you're promised to make thousands of dollars per week processing insurance claims for doctors who basically claim to be too busy to deal with the paperwork themselves. <laughs> and you'll you'll receive maybe startup marketing materials or software, a training session, and maybe even a lead list of all the local doctors for a fee, of course. Uh huh. So, There's the catch. So, right, so, right, right, right. Can thinker, yeah. Yeah. So you you have to pay for the list of doctors that's, and then go and generate your own business, right? You're you're not being provided with the material already and just doing the coding work. Well, we like to say, you know, too bad the software actually costs less at Best Buy, and your training sessions <laughs> right. are postponed indefinitely. Yeah. And your leads are vapor, and no one wants your service. Aha, <laughs> <So, laughs> uh-huh. there we go. At all is, uh, don't pay for something that you probably shouldn't, you know, probably don't even need. But Yeah, understood. A lot of people do fake data entry, or faux data entry, if you will. They set up a trap by offering access to a lot of a host of companies that are looking to farm out, you know, basic work, typing three or four lines of text into an, a form, electronic form over and over again, and doing some kind of advertising campaign. The catch is many of these guys want you to pay the access fee, which is interesting, perhaps maybe $100, but you never get to do any typing at all. Right. <laughs> so right. another bait and switch. Users are enticed into paying for this opportunity to fill out surveys for a cash reward, only to find out that they don't even fit the demographics required to complete it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Jessica, right. it seems like, you know, the amounts of money that the scammers are charging as fees seems like a, a fairly small amount. Maybe it's $29. Or, right. And, and it's probably not so high that all of a sudden a person's scam detector, if you will, starts to right. go, well, wait a minute. But for 20 bucks. If they're going to give me the software or give me a list, nah, what the heck? It's 20 bucks, right? Exactly. Keep the number small, but then if you think about all these, quote, suckers on the sucker list, yeah, they send out an unsolicited email and people start responding. If they get 20 people, that's, that's a whole lot more money than 20 bucks. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, they make it on volume. That's right. It's a volume business model, isn't it? Well, this has all been great information, Jessica, and we're going to take a short break now and come back and you have a number of tips to offer as well as the many resources that Western Union has to offer on an education front and an awareness front on how to avoid these kinds of scams. And we'll be right back on the ScammerCast. It's time to take a break during this episode of the ScammerCast. Have you liked our effort on Facebook? Visit the link via our website at scammercast.com and be sure to share any of our informative articles with your friends and family. It's all about education and protecting our seniors. We'll be right back. There was a day when the villain was easy to spot. These days are different. Today, scammers impersonate their victims' loved ones and make up an urgent situation. I've been arrested, I've been mugged, I'm in the hospital, and plead for money to resolve it. At Western Union, we want to help. We remind you to never send money to people you haven't met in person, and always verify before you send. You work hard for your money. Don't let a few minutes with a scammer separate you from what's taken days, weeks, or even a lifetime to work for. Western Union, move money for better. 
recent study found that most older adults fear running out of money during their retirement years, even more than their fear of death. A trust can be an effective way to manage and protect your assets while you're alive. Now, many folks believe that trusts are only for rich people. They are not. Midwest Trust Company of Missouri, located in Clayton, Missouri, offers professional trust management for clients all across the country. Using Midwest Trust is a great way to know that someone with experience and integrity will manage your wealth objectively. Naming Midwest Trust can provide you with peace of mind in knowing that you or your parents will not be exploited financially and lose all of the assets acquired during a lifetime of hard work. Midwest Trust will even work with you or your parents' own financial advisor. Don't let fear of running out of money drive your life. Contact Midwest Trust Company today by visiting the link to their website at scammercast.com. The discipline to grow. The strength of experience. The ability to adapt. Values that endure. Midwest Trust. Thought about a career in voiceover? Need a great, cost-effective on-hold message for your organization or business? Don't know where to start? Check out The Voice Farm, your one-stop shop for voiceover needs. Check it out now by accessing The Voice Farm at voicefarmers.com and see what difference can be made with a company that is truly outside the box. From The Voice Box, voicefarmers.com. That's voicefarmers.com. Wouldn't it be cool if your advertising could last forever? It can, with perpetual advertising. Here's how it works. Magazine, radio, and television ads are efforts that people might see or hear once, and then they're lost forever. Perpetual advertising provides you with the chance for repeat exposure and replayability weeks, months, even years after it's originally inserted inside a podcast. So even after your advertising is included in a podcast years ago, those efforts are still impactful, providing you with true return on investment. Real impact, thanks to perpetual advertising. Are you ready to change the way you and your company or organization advertises? Find out more and launch a unique perpetual advertising effort right now by visiting twoguystalking.com forward slash sponsors. Welcome back to ScammerCast, your headquarters for the education and prevention of scams against our elders. Let's dig back in with your hosts, Curtis Bailey and Art Maines. Well, welcome back from break. This is Curtis Bailey, your co-host here at ScammerCast.com. And this is Art Mange, your other co-host here at ScammerCast.com. And we have been learning a lot about employment scams with Jessica Warren from Western Union. Now that we sort of laid out the territory here, Jessica, what kind of tips do you have for people so that they can recognize this stuff and not fall victim to these kinds of ripoffs and scams? Well, we have lots of different tips, and many of them are kind of like red flags or warning signs to just try to validate, basically, your uneasiness on something. Right. And if you're not uneasy, then you should be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, right. Just looking for a job. Again, it, it can be 
completely nerve-wracking or exciting at the same time. It just depends on what you're looking for. But mm -hmm. scammers, they, they like to pose as somebody that you're excited to be with or excited well, sure. for that potential job. And they want to take advantage of that. And, and they're, they're saying that, you know, to cover upfront expenses and, and ex supplies, you're basically going to have to do a, an advance fee on something. They'll send you a check or they'll be requesting a check from you. Those are those are definitely some big fat red flags right there. Where, so any kind of advance um, you know, fee that they ask you for or any way that they send you money up front should trigger a red flag alert, right? If you haven't done anything yet, yeah. and if you haven't mm -hmm. even gone and, and to an interview, an actual interview with this particular company or business or representative, met them in person or done your research online about this company and they're sending you money or asking for money or even personal information, huge red flag. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you know, before the break, we were talking about the fact that a lot of times these fees are, are very small, and so an individual might not think that much about it. And as you're explaining this, a thought comes to my mind, too. You've got an individual who is actively searching for a job, and he needs that job or she needs that job, right, mm -hmm. to put food on the table. And so I can see how it would be very easy for a scammer to convince that person mm -hmm you know what, this is a great opportunity, you're the perfect fit for it, I just need 20 bucks to do the credit check. Well, if I'm a desperate job applicant, you know, sure. I'm willing to spend that 20 bucks in return for a chance at uh, food on the table, right? Absolutely. That's kind of the, the catch there. Is they, the more eager you are, they know that you're going to be willing to pay yep. you know, a certain certain amount of money, I suppose. Right. They hook you with urgency. You know, know who you're dealing with. The, the company may not be offering to employ you directly, only sell to you like right. training materials or just training and to help you find customers for your work. You know, mm. that's kind of a red flag there, too, that you've got to pay to get those lists or the training. And don't believe that you're going to make big profits easily. That's another key Right there. Not only is it just a, you know something working from home business, but it, it requires very hard work, skill, good products and services to and time to make a profit. So right. don't expect it to be a millionaire overnight. Yeah, it does. You know, and this factors right into one of the emotions that we talk about in the five flags of scam victimization, and mm -hmm. that is greed. That's uh, right. Somebody's looking for that magical pot of gold for no work. Right. Exactly. And again, it's kind of like that pajama thing. We all, if we could all work in our pajamas at home, we'd do it. Sure. <laughs> Sounds too good to be true? Probably is. Right, so, right. You know, another tip is uh, get all the details before you pay. So a legitimate company would be happy to give you information about exactly what you're doing and for whom. Bottom line, what, what I'm also hearing, Jessica, is that as the job applicant, you may need to do a little more work on your end to to verify these offers and these companies. For instance, the medical billing coding mm -hmm. kinds of mm -hmm. jobs, right? There are legitimate companies out there that do hire people to do that from home. Absolutely, there are. Yeah. And there's different types of, of that work, but you may need a license or a certificate, you know? Right. Not just anybody right. can go in and do those types of things. I mean, you can also actually work with your state attorney general's office to find out what those restrictions are for operating that type of business out of your home. Okay. And some types of work that can't be done under at home under federal law for, for many of the the laws. <laughs> right. Oh, that's a good point. Things you know, like HIPAA, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You've got a lot of privacy exactly. issues, particularly yeah. in the medical world. Uh, sure. So you got you got to understand that. Okay. So what else, Jessica? What else should people be watching for? 
be wary of, of offers to send you advance on your pay. Mm-hmm. So some commerce mm-hmm. uses Ploy to basically build trust with you and get money from your bank account. So they send you a check for your maybe your first month's pay, and you deposit it. And, you know, you wait your time. But the check bounces, and then the con basically contacts you to say, "Oh, you were mistakenly paid the wrong amount, and uh-huh. you need to return a portion of this money of the payment for for some reason." And gotcha. never deposit a check, and then return a portion of the money. Right. Without it, it's definitely clearing with your bank, and that could often take weeks. About how many weeks does that usually take until you know that you're safe? They just say weeks is what I, okay. I, I hear for the most part. I, I would say three to four weeks okay. is where to start. I wouldn't go anything for that. You know, they always make the money available the next day or even sometimes earlier than that. So, right. so just be careful. Don't take money from someone else and deposit it and then spend it right away. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, before the break, too, Jessica, we we talked briefly about the fact that if you receive a solicitation from uh, somebody for a job via email or on a website, that there's a way that you can actually check to see if that website is a valid, what we call URL. Would you talk to our audience a little bit about that? Well, not being a major techie guru, you know, <laughs> what they say for the spoofing uh, websites or or even URLs or email addresses is that you you know hover over that link and I think the first part of it is the HTTPS right part mm-hmm. of it the S is the secure part a lot of those URLs don't don't have that or don't capture that or if you even hover over it maybe it says something completely different it has nothing to do with the business name maybe it's Bob J Hotmail or something of that right, sort right. and that should that's that's another red flag and remember any free email service provider those extensions on email addresses are probably not going to be legitimate businesses. Most mm-hmm. people have a company name or a domain that they have secured, and those email addresses will follow suit with that. But keep, keep your eye on those types of email addresses for cool, large you know, companies that you know that that just doesn't seem right either. Okay. okay. Uh, that's, that's a good point. And then uh, obviously, if you're receiving emails, which uh, I still do, for various kinds of scams that have uh, spelling errors and oh, yeah. obvious grammatical problems. That that should also raise a red flag, right? Absolutely. Sometimes they're hard to catch, but it's funny, too, when I see things, I, you know, I say consumers, I, I encourage them to send either a screenshot or, you know, copy and paste the, the actual email that they have received. If, if Even I may not be 100% sure just from just chatting with them. But they send that image or that actual uh, verbiage or that content, and Western Union, it's one word, or Western is capitalized, but Union is not, or they forget right. the N on Union. I mean, little teeny tiny things like that, not everybody may notice, especially, again, when you're eager looking for a job. Sure. But those are the details that you definitely need to be looking for. Great. That makes sense to me, and, and I hope that's useful for everybody out there. Yeah, just take a little extra second or two to uh, right. to look at these things. Yeah, and, really look carefully. And verify that it is a legitimate mm-hmm. uh, email address or a website. Yeah. It's not hard to do. It's just we oftentimes, in our rush, forget right. to do it, right? Exactly. Well, I think we all kind of make mistakes, you know, when we're typing. We type too fast or our fat thumbs, if you will. Mm-hmm, but sure. There's differences between grammar and, you know, just common misspelling mistakes. And, you know, also when we're talking about email, this is another interesting point I think you raised before the break, and that is an interested employer is not going to communicate only by email, right? Absolutely. We would like to hope, even if, you know, some things are out of state, they'll talk to you on the phone maybe, meet you in person, basically 
there should be more than one avenue than just an email. Or I've even actually had people just send letters through the post. I know, believe it or not, snail mail post. Wow. But, Who does um, that? Yeah. You know, whatever's easiest and or cheapest. If it's a spoof phone number for a scammer or a cheap stamp for a scammer, mm-hmm. they'll they'll continue to work that avenue and always make excuses as to why they can't meet with you. Or, you know, it, even if it's not them and it's an out-of-state company, mm-hmm. maybe even a large company, you, they should have a representative or something that um, would be able to sure. meet with you in person or or discuss other details with you. Right. Got it. Yeah. Or I'm wondering if, uh, and I don't know, if uh, if employers do uh, web conferences, Skype calls, uh, you know, video kinds Absolutely of... Absolutely, con- they do. Yes, they oh, do. Sure. Okay. So once again, if they're not willing to show their face as an employer, that should raise a red flag to you as the job applicant, right? Definitely a red flag. All right. So what else? What else should people watch for? You've probably heard us say it but a million times. In the case with most scams, if an offer seems to be good to be true and really too good, to, the perfect hours, the perfect salary, such a nice boss, mm-hmm. great location, great perks, it probably is too good to be true. Right. It's not right. true. Right. So trust your instincts. If, if it just doesn't feel right, there's plenty of other good job opportunities out there. And a lot of employers are willing to, to go above and beyond, but they also right. know their limitations, and you should, you know, be respectful of of what is common and what is what is normal. And, right. and I think most people do know that it's the excitement or maybe the need for a job right away. Yeah. You know, scammers prey on on that and your emotion and potentially, you know, what is going on in your life. And if you share any of that, they're going to capitalize on that. Yeah, sure. true. You know, it's so fascinating to me how many times we repeat that and we all agree with it, and then how many times we completely ignore it. Hope takes over. I mean, we want to believe that we're lucky and we yeah. have this great job opportunity and, oh, my God, it's the chance of a lifetime and all of that stuff. And the scammers will feed that with their their advertising copy, yeah. if you will. Yeah, it seems like we build up this notion in our mind of the perfect job and uh, it has the great pay and the great perks and I get to stay at home in my pajamas right. all the time. and. Once the scammer knows you've got that mental image, the scammer's just going to feed it and, exactly. and make it seem all the more real. Absolutely. They're just going to feed off of your story is what they're going to do, or your situation. Yeah. Well. yeah, and they probe for that stuff. I mean, they really will dig in and try to find out where your points of interest or your pain points are and then try to yeah. capitalize on that. You know, one, uh, one other tip and one theme that we've been <coughs> stressing here in this segment uh, of the ScammerCast is that you should take a moment to do a little more research. You know, check out that email. Check out that company. Jessica, do you have any recommendations where people can go if they want to check out some more information about a potential employer? The BBB, the Better Business Bureau, is a great Good, resource okay. to help you find out if that company is legitimate and if they've had any maybe complaints filed against it. For offers that are maybe to potentially outside of the U.S. and for our, our global followers, being able to go and research that company by doing the the searching for that, that company's email or that company's website on your own and not the one that is provided by the quote scammer. Right, right. That is probably a huge key right there. And if one of the things I like to tell people, believe it or not, Google is is a great tool. You can type in a word and type the word scam after it. Right, exactly. And then just kind of read through and see if there's anything kind of fishy going on. Yep. Sometimes there's nothing and sometimes there's a lot. So it's just another little add of protection, if you will. If quick search, hey, Western Union scam, 
Well, hopefully that's not on there at all. <laughs> right, right, right. There's going to be scam information on there, but it's also going to be preventative information, education and awareness. So you just have sure. to read through and understand exactly what the what the situation and how those two words go together with that particular company, make the the right decision for you on, on if this is something that is perfect or something that's too good. Right, good, right. Good. Well, that sounds great. We're visiting with Jessica <laughs> Warren from... Western Union's Fraud Risk Management Team. And speaking of education and awareness, Jessica, I know that that's a topic near and dear to your heart, right? It very much is, yes. What kinds of resources do you have there at Western Union that you share with the public? Well, you know, you know, being on social, everybody wants to know or have a link or a video or, you know, be pointed to some other kind of social channel in, you know, for their resources or, or more information. And we have a great website. It's www.wu.com slash fraud awareness. And we have videos. We have tips. We have resources. We have, like, even the scan types, definitions, right. where to go from here, you know, just scenarios to, to kind of show you what those different types of scams are, maybe what the little tricks and tips are of, of mm. recognizing them. We have a fraud quiz, which is really kind of interesting good, and, good. and fun. Yeah. And it's amazing. I think I've taken that quiz probably a hundred times. And <laughs> wow. I get a different, I get a different score every time. <laughs> Always better. That's though. what's funny. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. So you, you actually have uh, on that uh, website, a video dealing specifically with employment scams, right? We do. We have one of the employment scam video, which actually it, it, it talks about the mystery shopping scam. Okay. It gives consumers, consumer frauds targeting job seekers. They basically flourish and, and particularly online during especially tough ec economic times or, you know, you, you know, hardships on your family. Yeah. So they generally start with a too good to be true offer. There it is again. Home, earn thousands of dollars a month, no experience needed, but they end with no job and no money. So be skeptical of, of any job offer where you have to pay money up front and, we have those that video and, and many other videos on our website, woo.com, Fraud Awareness. We're also on Facebook, where a lot of consumers come and maybe they have questions. And, of course, you can do a private message. You don't have to do it out on the public wall. Okay. But if your name okay. is attached, you can kind of do it anonymously and, and, and ask maybe more specific questions that are particular to your circumstance. Right. We're on Twitter at WooStopFraud. And then our Facebook is Facebook slash Western Union. Okay. We have lots of resources. And, again, I just can't stress the videos. I think they're just fabulous. And, and they can kind of cater to anybody in any time, in any place, in any situation. That's fantastic. And uh, we will post links to your website and all of your social media presence, as well as specifically all of the videos at the show notes page here at scammercast.com so that our audience has an easy way to locate them. And would you also remind our audience, Jessica, obviously Western Union is unfortunately one of the most common money transfer services that scammers like to use, right? We are 165 <laughs> years old. Right. And right. Yeah, our name kind of gets out there. Understood. A lot of people know our name. So yeah. um, one of the misconceptions is the Western Union scam. Right. No, 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 it's not Western Union that's scamming this company, or, you know, scam, scamming, if you will. But it's Western Union being used as a conduit in a scam. And so we want to educate people on what we're doing, our, our education and awareness efforts. We do outreach events. We uh, try to get in with different 
groups such as maybe military, right. students, also the elderly. The elderly is a very big um, focus for us. Right. So Western Union has, um, we take the issue of consumer protection very seriously, and we would like to help you or your organization or business or you as a person in um, helping combat fraud. And if anyone ever believes that they have uh, fallen victim and Western Union has been the the money transfer service that they've used, where can they go to file a complaint with Western Union? If you are located in the U.S. and Canada, you can call our fraud hotline at 1-800-448-1492 and request to file a formal fraud complaint with us. And then we ask that you also file with your local law enforcement as we work uh, directly with them on their investigation and any details with that transaction. Okay. Again, we will post that information as well on the show notes page. Well, Jessica, this has been an incredibly illuminating uh, session talking about all these different forms of employment, work at home, mystery shoppers, scams. Is there, are there any last thoughts you'd like to leave our audience with? You know, one more thought as I think about all these uh, college kids and high school kids that are graduating this season. I know that we normally uh, um, are discussing elderly But this falls under them as well, and I just wanted to highlight the fact that, you know, as you go out there and start your new beginnings with uh, in in this big, wide world, to also be careful of applying for any types of jobs that are out there that promise, you know, flexible hours, avoid conflicts with maybe extended degrees or classes, et cetera, if you're still continuing your education. You know, Connors will basically offer you anything that seems to fit your schedule because it's not really anyway. So. You know, do a short interview by email or an online chat, and then they can tell you that you're spending your first check isn't going to be a fake one. It's going right. to be a legitimate one. So make sure you do your research as well. Just the yeah. same tips as for any other any employment out there. Sounds too good to be true. It, it definitely is. So right. congratulations, class of 2016. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's right. There you go. There and you don't go. get ripped off. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Start outright. <laughs> yeah, yes. no doubt, no doubt. Well, uh, Jessica, thank you so much for sharing this information with us today. It's been a pleasure and an honor to have you on the ScammerCast. As always. Anytime. Thank you guys so much for always letting us be a part of your program. Oh, we're delighted to have you. So thank you very much for great information. And to our audience, have you been caught up in an employment scam? Have you gotten ripped off as some sort of mystery shopper deal? Tell us your story. Let us know. Leave us a comment at ScammerCast.com. And until next time, this is Curtis Bailey, your co-host at ScammerCast.com. And this is Art Mains, your other co-host at ScammerCast.com. And be sure to reach out to us. Let us know if we can help you in some way. And join us as we hammer the scammers. Thanks for listening to this episode of The ScammerCast, your headquarters for education and protection of our elderly from scams worldwide. Be sure to visit us at ScammerCast.com, where you can send us your stories and tips, as well as send us your feedback, visit our Facebook presence, and more. Thank you for listening to this episode, and until next time, Hammer the Scammers. The information we share in this podcast is meant for informational and educational purposes only and should never substitute for appropriate legal, financial, or medical advice from qualified professionals. Always consult with an attorney, physician, or financial professional for the correct advice for your particular situation.